The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I dimension the machine. Welcome back to the Mention Machine Podcast. This is episode 21-ish. Listener, we have a listener question this week. Joel, what's our question? Dave asks, what strategies, mantras, etc. have you taken from books that you have believed have been the most effective and influential in your day-to-day? This was, like I said before, this is a little tough because a lot of the stuff I've read kind of overlaps, so it's hard to know what came from which book anymore. Um, but I guess that means it's good advice because... Multiple people have used it. Well, fortunately, we've been a podcast in the past year that I can actually go back and look at some of the stuff. Yeah, but I don't, I don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the cliff notes we had for the, for the uh, show notes. Oh, that's, yeah. how I, that's how I got my habit ones on the list. So what you're saying is Dave just failed to listen to all the podcasts, and now he wants the, the crib notes. No, no, no. This I basically took the general stuff I've learned and taking the nuggets, the only nuggets uh, in there. So these are the these are the hits. These are the pure, un, un, uncut advice. These are the chips in the cookie. This is the pure meth. The pure meth. Uh, this is the blue stuff. Yeah, the blue stuff. Most polos or whatever. So we'll start with the four-hour work week. Four-hour work week was a good book. That was probably. I'm trying to figure out is that the first self-help book That's my I first read, book. or was Law of Success before that? Actually, no. This, I did work with this guy who was a website designer, and I was doing work with this guy named Sam Deep, and he had a, a self-help book. And I read through him, like, this is garbage. <laughs> that was my first self-help book, and I said, I'll never touch these again. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, for my, uh, my 30th birthday, Rick got me Law of Success, and I don't know if that was before or after 4-Hour Workweek. I could probably just check the data when 4-Hour Workweek was published. Yep. So... For our work we taught me, you design your lifestyle. A lot of people are just, well, I gotta get a house, gotta get a car, I gotta get children, a dog, and I have to have 1.5 kids. Yeah, there's definitely that. I always call it, I refer to it as the, um, the, they're following the script, and yep. it's like the script that TV and movies have taught them to do. Um, I had a four hour work week thing on here as well. I think it might have been similar. Uh, yeah, um, no, like it doesn't take much, but much to be better than eighty percent of people on the planet. Mm-hmm. So as you know, Tim Ferriss, that's what he was doing. He was saying he can get it, the the truly hard part is going from like ninety to a hundred percent. That's where it's like that's when you get into like Olympic level things. But to be better than most people with stuff, you just gotta do it for a little while. If you put a year of practice into something, you're probably better than eighty percent of the people at it. Mm-hmm. Like prime example, I just came into uh, AI art generation. And I looked at it, I've been doing it for two weeks now, and like, I've learned more in the past three days than I did the first week I was doing it, because yeah. I now know what to look for. So, that's right. kind of fun. Going deep, diving into it. Oh, do yeah. It. Yeah, that goes into your second point. It's possible to become an expert fairly easily. It, it really is, I mean, again. Because he actually outlines a four-step process if you want to become an expert to be able to like do talks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really not that hard. No, no. Just, uh, I mean... <coughs> One of the, the, the things that I A quote that I came upon the other day Was um, Ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice Oh yeah 
That's such a good one because it's like the, there's so many people that have so much knowledge on stuff, but they don't do anything with it. It's like, well, to become an expert on something, it's like you can do it pretty easily and then do something with it. The minute you start doing something with it, you become an expert. Mm-hmm. It's like if you wanted to prove you were a an expert in a subject, one, uh, one routine you could take is to just start compiling a bunch of other expert stuff into a newsletter and sending that out. And that mm-hmm. makes you the expert suddenly because you're taking from them. You're taking their... Their glamour. You're a curator. Yeah. Moving on Moving to on. my second, I guess definitely my third one. I will teach you to be rich. That taught me how to automate money and bills and so forth and actually have things do automatically instead of me doing it myself every random day. Yeah, that was the first book I read about finance because I think it was... I forget, because I, I definitely came across Ramit through... Tim Ferriss and he was definitely it was definitely one of those things where he he mentioned how many people want to be want to have be good with money but have never read a finance book and I'm like all right well this guy wrote one I'm going to read it and it was like six weeks six different well six sets of steps to to getting your money together and organized in a different way that will make it better for you later on. It's definitely, definitely pay the dividends. I mean, for a book that you buy for like 15 bucks, I've definitely got my money's worth. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the reason why I he set up a 401k. I automated a lot of my finances. Like, I know more about how money works and the benefits and uh, <coughs> downfalls of some things, like in-store credit cards and all of that. Definitely a good book. Yes. Um, yeah, same thing for me. Is one of the things I took from that book was just... Automate as much stuff as you can in your life that you don't want to think about. Yep. Because build a system and let the system run. Yeah. Check in on the system from time to time. That's a very important thing. I lost my P.O. box because of that. Expired <laughs> credit card caused them not to renew. I went to get a check. I'm like, why can't I open my P.O. box? I'm like, oh, we closed that two months ago. Hmm. I was fortunate to get the same number back, but... I didn't even know you had a P.O. box. I thought you had a regular mailbox. I have a P.O. box for my business stuff, so I get checks... I read customers can't come to my, my, my door and yell at me. Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yep. Do we have a P.O. box for this podcast? We could if we had enough people who wanted stuff to send to us. Mm. Send your hate mail to Joel's P.O. box. P.O. box 347. Go <laughs> to There you go. <laughs> Next up is the 4-Hour Body, also by Tim Ferriss. Yeah, that was a good one with a lot of uh, self self-experimentation that Tim Ferriss did um, mm-hmm. a couple of things in there are interesting but I don't know how realistic they are yeah my thing is I wish I learned how to swim and swim better because apparently that's why Tim Phillips is so thin because he's burning so much too many calories keeping him warm in the water yeah yeah I swimming is one of those problems I keep having because I don't want to join a gym just for a pool there's adult swim classes I found out yeah but I, I all the ones I've looked for I couldn't find a good one like the the best one is probably the uh, the JCC up in Squirrel Hill. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they had one over at uh, Oliver Bathhouse, but I think they've been they've been closed since pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Like I took the intro swim class there, and it got me a lot more confident in the water. Mm-hmm. But I still want to be that guy that's like I'm so confident I can you know swim across the river. You just want to be a Navy SEAL guy. I don't. Okay. I really, really don't. Like the ocean you, terrifies you, me. You want to go into buds? Don't lie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so. You know, there's. 
there's a part of me that wants to think that I could do it, but there's also the fact that I know from reading the stories that a lot of those guys who are in their 18 year, like 18 to 20 year olds, their their body is breaking down. Like my body wouldn't finish it. I'd be medically rolled back and rolled out of the program. I I guarantee it because. I know the people that I'm friends with and I associate with. If I said I was going to do this thing and then I was like, no, you know, I just got bored and I quit. Like, I just couldn't hack it and rang the bell. Like, I'd be mocked forever. They wouldn't be like, oh, I understand. It's one of the hardest fucking things a person can do. It's like, no, they'd be like, well, the minute I, I, start, I started winning an argument, they'd pull that out. Well, at least I didn't quit Buds, you son of a bitch. Like, to be honest, if you win the Buds and you failed... I wouldn't say a damn word. No, everyone would bring it up at some point. Nope. I'd, I'd see it in everyone's eyes. Like, yeah, man, he's just fucking right now. He's just thinking about how I quit butts. <laughs> nope. I'd be like, damn, that's on a bitch stride. What did I can do? <laughs> so the lesson I learned from the four-hour body is the triangle of weight loss. There's exercise, drugs, and diet. I was going to say that's, there's four things listed there, but... No. The weight loss is the thing. The yeah. triangle is the exercise, drugs, and diet. If you adjust one of them... You can start losing weight. Right. I mean, the, the best one to do is diet, obviously, because yes. calories in, calories out type mm-hmm. of thing. Exercise, you can't really outwork a bad diet. In, you can in the short term, I'd say, but in the long term, no. Yeah. But if you start eating better, you start feeling better, you start doing more exercise. And then if you just get on, get on the steroids, game's over. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you die. <laughs> <laughs> you don't die. First you get swole, then you get all the girls, and then... Then you die. Yeah. Don't do steroids, kids. No, under only under uh, Russian supervision. What do you know about human growth hormones? You know, I've seen what they've done for like Sylvester Stallone and Joe Rogan, and like they look like they're a lot better in sixty in their sixties than a lot of other sixty-year-olds I've seen. But there's also like some weirdness there. Like your body's supposed to age a certain way, and See, the way I look at it, there's steroids, there's HGH, and there's stem cells. Mm-hmm. See, I just want something that helps me heal some of my old injuries. Like, if I had the chance to reset my body, I That'd would take stem it. cells. Yeah, I would, reta- I would take that and be like, you know, let's, uh, let's heal some of these injuries that have been nagging me forever. Let's not have my ankles sound like Rice Krispies when I go up steps. Yeah. I do these leg raises for, for the hybrid, hybrid calisthenics program. Every time I do the first five, I hear pop, 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 pop. Pop 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 pop. Yeah. Yeah, as you can see, I have the inversion table there. And the other day, I was doing a small little, not really a workout, just kind of. I'd do a minute on the inversion inversion table. I'd do a minute dead hang, and then I'd do like a thirty second goblin squat, just to kind of stretch everything out and move things around. It's like by the time you're done with that, you feel taller for some reason. So next is peak mind. It's very interesting how the brain works and like how much you can store on your whiteboard and stuff like that. That was the biggest takeaway. Yeah, for me that one was just there's different phases to your attention and how it works and how much stuff can get cluttered on that without with you thinking it's going somewhere permanent but it's not and how much you keep rewriting rewriting that. Mm-hmm. Thinking grow rich. Now having a counsel to consult when making decisions. Yeah, I, I like that idea of having an internal group that you can say, "Oh, well, I got to make a decision." And what would, how would so and so handle this? How would this, like, I bring this question to the council, kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't like the counselor, Ricks. 
Hmm? Unlike the Council of Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Ego is the enemy. Don't think because you succeeded you will continue to. Things only get harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ego is the enemy is a great book. Um, the one, that, the prime example was the, um, I forget what the name of the band, but it was a guitarist that got, they got rid of somebody got this new guy. New guy's like, well, now that I'm here, I gotta start taking guitar lessons so I can get better. Because a lot of people think, oh, I succeeded here, I'm gonna keep because I'm succeeding. But if you don't put the work in, you're not gonna succeed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, a big thing for a lot of stuff these days where they always tell you, just, there's somebody out there that wants what you have and wants to be where you are, mm-hmm. and you can't just rest on your laurels because you've succeeded in an area. Yep. Keep learning, keep growing, that's, that's what we're doing here. Yep. The imposter syndrome cure. Few techniques for overcoming negative, neg- the negativity of imposter syndrome. Yeah, the, uh, it's amazing to me how many people I know that have imposter syndrome. I mean, there are people like us, and then I know a guy. He's he's an airplane salesman, so he's making upwards of three hundred thousand dollars a year, but he still feels like an imposter, like somebody's going to find him out. It's like mm-hmm. you don't get to you don't get to the level we're at or he's at while being an imposter. Like somebody would have found you out by now. Not if you're really good at it. Well, that's part of the, that's part of the the psychology of it is you've done so well of, 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 of pretending to be something that you've kept, that that guy hasn't found you yet. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's too much of a mental juggle for me. That, that, oh, it, you're it, not you're not an overthinker then. I I am like I still have imposter not syndrome, a, not, but not on my level then. <laughs> yeah, I I am, but it's one of those things where I I'm. I have two different voices in my head that battle each other. So it's like there's the one that's saying, oh, no, you're not that good at this. And there's the other one that says, well, all this other shit wouldn't be true if that was the equal. And that's the thing. You have to get a second voice that will counteract the imposter syndrome voice. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. For the longest time, I didn't have that voice in my head. Like, I'll go go do laundry. I've probably mentioned this before. Like, I'll I'll get out of the car to do laundry. I'll just say to myself, Nobody likes you. Everybody hates you. Why are you? Why are you here? <laughs> I'm like, well, your mom and dad think you're pretty cool. You got friends who, if anything happened, they they'd want to know if something happened. Like, people care about you. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta have a gotta have a counter to the bad voice. Yeah, which of the bad voice is usually probably the ego. It's probably trying to protect itself. Mm-hmm. Beyond the twelve rules, dun, dun, dun. I should do the twelve rules for life first. Yeah, do that. I'll flip it. So. Treat yourself like you are someone you are responsible for helping. Yeah, that's a, as he points out in that book, people are more likely to give their, their pets or their other family members medication before they take it themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's in the case of an airplane going down, you need to put your mask on first and help other people. Mm-hmm. I keep telling that to my other friend, and I have to keep telling it to myself too. Yeah, you've got to take care of yourself and you've got to actually. It becomes a thing of self-love, I think, where you actually got to love yourself. And a lot of people just have such resentment built up in themselves that yep. they never deal with it and never say, okay, if this were my friend I was trying to help out, how would I talk to them? They have this negative voice in there. I think we talked about that on the yeah. podcast, too. Like, the negative voice is bad. Again, you got to have another voice in there counteracting yep. it. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Yeah, I like that one also. Because um, it goes into... To me, that count goes into the the Jocko thing. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, blanking. Um, Blushed man. 
Black man. Blank man. No, not blank man. Uh, the, 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 the prioritize and execute. That's it. Prioritize and execute. The, and uh, the other thing that I mentioned on here, we're going to come across later, is uh, the one thing. What one thing could you be doing that has the most impact? So that, that all goes into that. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. What's the one thing that's going to be have the most meaning and make the most impact on your day? And do that thing first. And then everything else becomes easier. Yeah. Now it's to be on the 12 rules. A lot of issues, a lot of our issues is because we don't deal with the problem that is in front of us. And I think that's very, very true. Um, we're good at hiding it, things. There's multiple examples in that book where he said clients that had these weird health issues, which all stemmed to issues that they weren't dealing with mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 you see that with a lot of people. They'll be like, oh, this is the, the problem, but there's really a symptom of the problem. Mm-hmm. Abandoned ideology. Yeah, first we have to kind of define what we mean by ideology. I look at ideology as like, you gotta get married, you gotta have kids, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. Following the script, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that entirely then. Like, you're the one loving your life. If you don't have kids, don't get kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, a friend, uh, friend of my dad's, he's um, went to school for uh, medical stuff. And he's like, yeah, everyone wants me, wants me to buy a house, but I don't want to buy a house. I'm like, then don't buy a house. Right. I said, think about this way. You go to Burger King, you order a hamburger, and you want cheese on it. You, know, you don't want cheese on it when they put cheese on it. Or you eat the burger? No, because you don't want cheese on it. So don't eat the burger. Yeah. It's in the back. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't follow somebody else's script for your life. Yeah. I mean, that's... Follow your own script. That's been kind of... The script has been so rewritten and so marketed towards everyone that this is how you have to live your life. I mean, on the other side of that, I will argue that there are certain societal expectations of you that you have to meet because you're part of a society, unless you're willing to move outside of that, that whole realm of the safety of the tribe type of thing. Well, the other day I was at my buddy's house and he had a toy store for his kid. He goes, did your room look like that? I'm like, no. Did yours? He goes, No. Like, well, whose idea was this was what a kid's room would look like? Yeah. Like, that, those things always break down for me. It's like, oh, this is the average kid. I'm like, you can't say the average kid. There's no average kid. But they're not trying to do an, an average. They're doing the ideal. They're doing an ideal scenario. Like it's, yeah, it's, but I, I always look at it as the average. That this is what you're expected. Like, everyone, like, uh, everyone wants to do that. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I had a friend. He His room was probably the coolest room I I'd seen he had, you know, he had the the Nintendo. He had all the comic book and gaming posters up on his wall. He had, Did he had the race car bed. No, he had a water bed, full size water bed, and he had uh, he had all the comic books, like hundreds of comic books, all stacked nice on the shelf. He had a big tub full of GI Joes, like all the GI Joe figures, and it's like that was probably the closest I've seen to an ideal kid's bedroom. Yes, but mentally he might be dying inside. Uh, mentally, he didn't want to be a dude anymore. So, there was a. Uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine at dinner the other day. He was talking with this guy we went, to high, we went to junior high with, and apparently the kid got everything. Like, his mom was, as we say, not a productive member of society, hmm. but she married somebody super rich, hmm. so they lived in Fox Chapel, and then he realized he could do better and got rid of her. And the kid went from being rich to being poor. Oh. And didn't know how to be poor. Oh. And expect everything to be catered to him. Mm-mm-mm. He ended up hanging himself. With a borrowed rope? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I, I was just thinking about that. That's kind of like, how more pathetic could you be, right? you got to hang yourself with a borrowed rope. <laughs> but that got me thinking about the whole, like, suffering makes things better. You understand how to deal with stuff. It does. I think the, the more you suffer younger, the better you're going to be as an adult. And on the other side, I went to a thing with uh, my... I guess it's my boss's boss, or maybe my boss's boss's boss now. There's a promotion involved somewhere. But he was talking about how he spoiled his kids. He tells me, don't give your kids technology early. Don't give them everything they want, because they're not going to appreciate it. Yeah. Like, his, he was telling the story about his kid who had a, his old Jeep that stalled. He goes, oh, so embarrassing. It stalled twice. I'm like, ha, amateur. <laughs> I used to carry a gallon of water, a quarter of oil, a quarter transmission fluid, and a quarter transmission fluid. Just to keep the car running. I didn't have my first car until I was in almost 20. Like, I, I learned how to drive when I was 19. Everything before then, it's like, I knew pat bus schedules by heart. <laughs> like, I know how to get around the city. I used to get upset because, I think it was 2007, I tried reading a bus schedule. I'm like, what is this witchcraft? <laughs> I can write in eight different programming languages. I can basically build stuff out of, compu- out of the technology, but I can't read a bus schedule. <laughs> <laughs> And that leads us into our last thing of Beyond the Twelve Rules. Be grateful in spite of your suffering. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the biggest one. That's such a great lesson. It's because, I mean, it, I hate to say it because it's so cliche, but it's like there everything could be worse. Like, it could always be worse. My favorite thing is, I, I always say, it could be worse. Well, how could it be worse? And I just start writing off late. I'm like, what yeah. is wrong with you? Well, that's, that's the, the, the other Jordan Peterson quote. He said, because there's, hell is a bottomless pit because there's some way that some stupid son of a bitch like yourself can make things <laughs> infinitely worse. And it's like, all the time, all the time, like, be grateful for things that they are because I could have made them way worse. Mm-hmm. As a man thinketh. I can't remember if this is the one that really upset me. I think it was the other one with the Holocaust. Yeah. Victor Frankl. Yeah. That one that one was a gravity kill. I, I the first half of that book is rough. I should have got a, a warning label on that book. <laughs> well, you're lucky I didn't recommend the uh, the Gulag Archipelago. That one is fucking rough. Like, I, I read uh, 200 pages of that, and it was still, like, not even to the point where I think he even made it to the Gulag yet. It's like... You talk about somebody's life who's fucking got it rough. Mm-hmm. Be grateful in spite of your suffering, because you're not going to the gulag like that, dude. Like, yeah. As a man thinketh, a person is limited only by the thoughts that he chooses. Again, that's what we were just having a conversation about, about people who are in bad moods and how they listen to music that mm-hmm. keeps them in the bad mood. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to come out of that mood. You have all sorts of tools at your disposal to change that mood. Well, the other day I was working on my friend's 3D printer. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start this project. I'm like, I'm over my head. I can't do this. What's wrong with you? Why'd you say you could do this project? There's no way. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? You got the internet. Let's start breaking this shit down. <laughs> There's that, those two voices again. You need the one that counteracts the other one. Yep. Which goes into my, one of my picks about the, um, my book, uh, Can't Hurt Me. The cookie jar and the jar of fuck. Oh, yeah. You got to have both of those. You got to have the one jar where it's like, you know, you're, oh, yeah. You have to do this thing because you're a piece of shit and you don't fucking, like, do what you're supposed to do. But on the other side, you got to have the cookie jar, which you got to reach into every once in a while and be like, pull out, oh, yeah, I can do this because I've done blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Cookie jar and the jar of fuck. Mm -hmm. And also, I think your, your favorite, extreme ownership. Everything is your fault. 
it's not even everything is your fault, but everything is your responsibility, I would say, is a better word than fault. Because fault has a negative connotation. But if you say everything in your world is your responsibility, then that, that's definitely ownership. That's saying, okay, I can, I can fix this. If I put in the effort and I put in the time, I can fix this if it's worth fixing. I have one for extreme ownership also because we've read a lot of the same books. Uh, yeah, again, mine is when you take ownership of the problems, you take ownership of the solutions. Nice. So next one was Atomic Habits. Remember Habit Month? Mm-hmm. Four episodes in a row? <laughs> Joel decided he's going to make a habit of reading books about habits. Yep. I'll never do that one again. Bad habit. Bad habits read themselves because you don't have the uh, supposed to be the right system in place to change them. Mm-hmm. I had the wrong word in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's so true. Like they talked about how like if you want to change habits, move because mm-hmm. you're, everything's on the same place. So you got to make new habits. Yeah, you got to change. I, I was I've been listening to uh, Tony Robbins stuff, and he talks about when you want to make major changes in your life, you got to do something drastic mm-hmm. like it's like if you want to start a new diet you got to throw out all the junk food in your house yep. like you got to do something drastic to kick off the habit so you have momentum going it's like a rocket ship but all the energy is expended mm-hmm. in the first initial thrust yeah and then then you're coasting to get better results focus on the system instead of the, instead of the goals hey that sounds like uh Ramit and tim ferris again well, it wasn't, though. I know, but it, it sounds like an, a similar thing. Building systems to get you where you want instead of thinking, yep. of, instead of instead of relying on just randomness and happenstance. Mm-hmm. And followed up by You're Not Your Brain. I didn't read this one. You didn't? Mm-mm. <sighs> this probably, this is in the same, this, yeah, these are your habit books. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't read, I didn't read these. I, I don't think I read the last one either. Oh, crap. I read uh, Atomic Habits, and I've got uh, there's another habit book I have upstairs. I don't think it's either of these, though. Well, the brain sends false messages referred to in this book as the sets of brain messages. You're not defined by them. No, you're not. Because I was like, oh, you're an idiot. No, no, you're not an idiot. Your brain just trying to get you to be safer. Mm-hmm. You don't want safety. It's your ego protecting itself again. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't attempt to stop the set of brain messages from arising. Instead is the end to teach you how to discount the false brain messages. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, what you suppress is what you focus on, mm-hmm. and what like, you focus on is what happens. Like they say, don't, if I tell you don't think about a pink elephant, you think about a pink elephant. Mm-hmm. In order not to think about the pink elephant, you start thinking about other mammals. Yeah. And then, because you change the subject, you don't think about the pink elephant anymore. Yeah, it's like I said, uh, the, the other quote that I just heard was, uh, that I liked a lot was, worrying is praying for the outcome you don't want. Yep. And making habits are breaking habits. Habits are strongly influenced by our environment. Yes, they are. More so than we'd like to believe, but we are creatures of our environment. If you have a clean home, you probably operate more cleanly. If your house is junked, your probably bright thoughts are junked. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking outside. <laughs> nice weather we got here. <laughs> and that is all of my picks. Oh, on to Eugene's. All right. Mine are probably, I'm going to run through probably a little quicker because we, uh, we went over some of them. Uh, a quote or a mantra, what one man can do, another man can do. That's from the book The Edge with uh, Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. Great book if you've never seen it. Or a great movie. If I think it's based on a book too. Uh, we talked about I will be teach you to be rich. For our work week, uh, 12 rules for life. You should be a monster, then learn how to control it. I like that one because it's... 
there's no virtue in being weak. Mm -hmm. If your only option is to be weak, then it's not virtuous to be weak. So be strong. Okay, Bruce. What's that? Bruce. Bruce. Banner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought you meant I thought you meant Bruce Lee because my next one is uh, Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. Be water. Uh, hard things break. Mm -hmm. Being soft allows you to flow, allows you to move. Be like water. Uh, but, not, but not that they have gotten soft. That's the whole different soft. Well, Bruce Lee's point is water can crack a mountain. Mm -hmm. So that's a different like water's persistent, which is the Goggins way, right? Mm -hmm. Keep attacking the problem. Uh, can't hurt me. We did extreme ownership. We did rich dad, poor dad. Buy assets, not liabilities. That's a, a an important thing. Uh, the, the that book was good in just the sense that if there is a difference in the way people think, and some people are taught the script again of you know work hard, job, save money, the richer evil, blah 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 blah. Like that's not necessarily that's not really the truth. There's it's an infinite pie that can be. It's not. You get your slice, I can't get mine. Just a zero-sum game. Right. There you go. Taking it to the, uh, the programming language. Um, Atomic Habits, we talked about. Much of what we do is automated. You can program your life by setting up your habits the right way. I keep thinking about that because you know that uh, the Nine Inch Nails song from uh, uh, Wanted? Every day is exactly the same. Exactly. It's like Groundhog Day. If every day is exactly the same, then you can program it. Uh -huh. you, can, you can hack it. Make it better. Um, the War of Art. I don't know if you read that one. Maybe. So that one is all about the guy is talking about um. There's a resistance to creating, and you've got a. Once you name it, then you can realize you have an enemy, and you can fight that enemy, and that's what your your goal is when you go to work is to fight the enemy of the resistance. Uh, twelve week year. Break down your goals into smaller chunks over small a smaller time frame to succeed. That's what we do in the Iron Council, where we have quarterly battle plans. So you're taking your your objective and you're breaking it down into what daily tactic can you do that moves it towards that goal. Uh, which goes into the one thing. What one thing could you be doing that has the most impact? And do that thing. <coughs> do hard things. This one is a book I just, I'm still, I'm like 40 pages from finishing. I just got to suck it up and do. Uh, suck it up, suck up. The old model of just powering through pain is incomplete. That's that whole, like, the coaches and, like, the Goggins thing where it's like, oh, you just got to suffer through it and push through it, which is only a half of the solution. The other, yeah, the other half of the because that's all, they bought all, those old coaches and everything that bought that, they took that from, like, old military teachings and things like that, but what they didn't take with them from that is... In addition to that, they were teaching these men tactics and techniques to push themselves through the pain versus just suffering through it. So there's other options in there. It's not just push through it. It's push through it, but use these techniques to push through it. So it's an inco incomplete incomplete uh, way to go there. Guess I'm buying that book there. And I think that's it for me. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Great that was page. quick. Yeah. Woo. There you go, Dave. Any other <laughs> questions? Any other listeners? Any other questions? Send, us, send them to us. Yes. We have a phone number. It's just repeated at the end of the podcast. We've got the website. You can also find us on the socials. Yes. At least two of them. I don't think we have a Facebook page. I can make one. Hmm. Do we want a Facebook page? Not really. No. It would just be full of memes. Yeah. But now that I know AI art, I can generate memes on the fly. Hmm. Feed it this script and see what it comes up with. Ooh. Each episode will get its own custom AI art. I 
guess I have to do that this time. <laughs> we'll post it on the Instagram. I'm going to make it the album cover for this episode, too. There you go. If you're using the Podcast 2.0 app, you will see the new cover. Ooh. I need to use a Podcast 2.0 app. I'm tired of Spotify. Yeah, she needs off Spotify. Mm-hmm. Cursed Spotify. Make it put an ads in our podcasts so they can make money. Yeah. Are there any ads in our podcast? Supposedly on Spotify, they, they, they inject them. Hmm. But every place else, no ads. I'll, I'll have to listen one time and see if, what kind of ads we get. It's probably all dick pills. Maybe. If you're, if you're so low in your life that you're reading self-help books, you need dick pills. <laughs> dick pills and a borrowed rope. <laughs> what are we doing for next, next episode? You oh, think? man, what are we doing? Um, what am I reading right now? I am reading, uh, still reading uh, Do Hard Things. Uh, I don't know if that's podcast, podcastable. I mean, it's probably pretty good. I'm reading uh, The Masculinity Manifesto. Way to get canceled, Eugene. Yeah. Uh, what else? What are you reading, Joel? What are you listening to? I've just been catching up on podcasts because I got a little burned out on the... Um, Self-help book. Robert Greene. Yeah. I got, I got a little... What's the word? Got a little burnt. <laughs> yeah, Robert Greene's a little little hard. Uh, I'm also listening to I Hear You, The Surprising Simple, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know, you know what you need to do? Because I just popped into my Audible. Ooh. Oh, the Ryan Holiday book. Yes, yeah, the, the Ryan Holiday book that just came out. Uh, discipline is something, or something is discipline, or... Discipline or is destiny. Discipline is destiny. Yeah, we have to do that because we've been completing a cycle. We also still need to record an episode where we talk about the Napoleon Hill might be a phony thing. Okay. Which one do you want, Napoleon Hill or Ryan Holiday? Uh, let's do Ryan Holiday. I think the Napoleon Hill is more like an in-between, another ish episode. Okay. <laughs> Where we say, hey, this guy might have been full of shit, but <laughs> there's still some good nuggets there. Oh, I didn't put out wasn't the devil in there. Yeah, we didn't put really any of that in there, but there's so many books. like Yeah. Well, thinking about Richard was... Um that was Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Law of Success was Napoleon Hill, but Law of Success was like all of his books combined into one big fat novel, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's a pretty hefty book, but good stuff, even if it is, or maybe yeah. fake, I don't know. You know, everyone says everyone's a fraud. I still think, despite... We're not frauds. We're the real deal. Despite Thomas Edison might be like a bad dude, he still contributed. I mean, I don't know. Thomas Edison was a script kitty. Come at me. He might have been. So is Elon Musk. So yeah, people still like Elon Musk. Well, the rumor is Elon Musk is working for the government secretly. Probably. We're all working for the government secretly right now. CIA is listening to this, and they're like, they're gonna pat the borrowed rope. What did they're, you even just say? They're gonna patent the borrowed rope. It's oh. Be- <laughs> I heard something else. I'm like, did he just stop talking? <laughs> Good night, folks. All right, take it easy. Till next time. That wraps up another episode of The Mention the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit thementionthemachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412 294 8557.